Okay, welcome to a very special Sunday night edition of Inappropriate Earl. Actually, uh, this will mark a first where I've released two podcasts within uh, one hour of each other. Uh, the great Casey Moran uh, came on to talk about his experiences with uh, depression, stand-up. You might say the two go hand in hand. And uh, he also did a kind of a weird roast battle where he was on stage by himself and took on the the Versi triplet, triplets. So uh, I was a one on three is a kind of a handicap match, if you will. And uh, you know it was an interesting uh, podcast, especially coming on the heels of the great and legend of Tom Goss who got really into uh, suicide and depression and anxiety and stand-up comedy roast battle. But uh, today, uh, or I should say tonight, we're going to do just a quick recap of the most recent debate from Sunday night between Donald Trump and Hillary Clinton. A lot of pressure on Trump for this debate. You know, he... Uh, he had a rough couple days. On Friday, the uh, tape of him on an Access Hollywood bus with the legendary Billy Bush, <laughs> uh, where they are giving some very interesting views on women, uh, was released. And uh, let's just say uh, didn't exactly help Trump's uh, election uh, campaign, where Trump was on tape saying that if you were a superstar, that you can do anything to women and get away with it, including grabbing them by the pussy. And I think that's disgusting. You never grab a woman by the pussy. I mean, unless you just finished a gangbang, then the grip would be pretty easy. You grab them by the ass. What the fuck? Just kidding. Just kidding. I know I have some female fans and listeners so uh, that was released on uh, Friday and then about 12 hours later, way too late, literally around midnight California time, uh, Donald released a very half-assed uh, apology uh, that looked like the WWE produced it in a public access studio and uh, reading off the teleprompter. You know, I'm no Hillary Clinton fan, but... You know all the shit Donald Trump has given her for reading off a prompter, and this guy looked like Ronnie from the Jersey Shore on that one Zenadrine commercial where he's like burning a hole through the camera. He was staring at it so much. Uh, so, you know, it was a kind of a weird 48 hours, you know, between Friday night and the debate. You know, uh, on Saturday there was an event uh, that Paul Ryan was supposed to... Uh, being on stage with Trump and Trump canceled saying he was preparing for the debate. Uh, I'll take bullshit for 500 Alex. And then uh, of course, Mike Pence was supposed to be on the campaign trail today. And uh, he wasn't unless your version of the campaign trail is taking in the Indianapolis Colts game. So uh, I think Andrew Luck had a better day than Trump. And then we got to the debate, which was, uh, well, then uh, about an hour before the debate, I should say, 
there was a real pro wrestling type swerve moment when, uh, and only Trump would do this. And I think it worked, to be honest with you, where he brought in four women uh, from Bill Clinton's past, uh, Paula Jones, Juanita Broderick, and uh, two other uh, lovely ladies that uh, I don't remember their names, to be honest with you. And uh, he had a, like a miniature press conference where uh, they gave their support to Donald Trump. And then he got them uh, in the debate hall and sat them uh, just a few feet behind Bill Clinton. And uh, you knew it was going to be a real cold night when, uh, you know, the, uh, the husband and wife came out, Melania and Bill. Uh, Bill just came by himself. And Melania came with, uh, I think, uh, three of the uh, Trump children. So uh, that was a real awkward moment when they shook hands with Bill Clinton. And then in a real Ronda Rousey, Holly Holm moment, uh, Hillary Clinton and Donald did not shake hands before the uh, debate started. And, uh, you know, I got to be honest with you, I'm, I'm not voting for either one. I think they're both awful candidates. They're both so awful that the other one has a chance of winning. I mean, with the 48 hours Trump has had, you think, my God, this guy's done. And he's still in the race. Like, he could still win. It's not likely anymore. But, you know, if Hillary has a bad week, you know, who knows? I mean... Who knows what's going to be. There's going to be more new material released uh, on both guys uh, in the next 30 days. I mean, you think that's the only tape of Trump saying he likes to grab a girl by the pussy? And you think there's not more, you know, tapes of Hillary's speeches, uh, you know, her corporate speeches where she's saying one thing. And then when she's in front of a CNN camera with that pancake makeup on. She's saying another thing. So, uh, you know, of course, the Trump stuff is more salacious, which will probably get the, the bigger headlines. <laughs> but on to the actual debate, uh, you know, I got to be honest with you. You know, I judge these debates kind of like an MMA fight. And, uh, you know, I, I, I thought this debate was the opposite of the last debate where, you know, the first debate, I thought... Trump had a real strong first 20, 25 minutes, and then he imploded, and, you know, Hillary just stayed the course. But I thought this debate, he did not start off very well. Of course, uh, you knew the tape was going to be brought up, uh, and it was very early on, and he, he kind of gave a half-assed apology, and some might say he didn't even apologize at all. You know, when you're on tape, talking about grabbing a girl's pussy and uh, you're trying to get the female vote, um, you know, fake it. <laughs> you know, just act like you're sorry. Uh, and he didn't really uh, apologize. He, he just kind of sighed. It was like, oh, well, if I offended anyone, I'm sorry. <laughs> it's just locker room talk. Well, uh, I would love to be in that locker room. Where is this locker room? Can you imagine the locker room talk Sandusky had? Yikes. Uh, so he, 
you know, and I thought Hillary was great. You know, she played it real cool and just sat there and you could tell she was just saying to herself, don't say anything. Just let him, let him talk, let him burn, let him burn. And he did. But I will give Trump this, you know, this guy's got the Midas touch and this goes from, you know, when he called John McCain a bad POW and his poll numbers went up called Ben Carson an average brain surgeon. And, you know, let's be honest, there are no average brain surgeons. Uh, you know, you're either good at it or you don't do it. You're an intern. Uh, his poll numbers went up. Um, you know, the many sexist remarks, you know, Carly Fiorina, look at that face. Poll numbers go up. Uh, I mean, Trump has this amazing ability to say the, the, the most lewd, crude things, and his poll numbers go up. And, you know, he's lucky because his base, they don't care what he says. I mean, he could be caught on tape saying the N-word and his poll numbers would go up with his base. But his problem really is uh, he needs more than just his base to win the election. He needs the female vote. He's not going to get that. Not after uh, the tape from Friday. Um, by the way, CNN had a poll where 30% of women think Trump won the uh the debate tonight. I would love to meet those women. Some real whores. Jesus. Uh, and then, you know, he's going to need the minority vote. You know, his troubles with, you know, ethnic, uh, ethnic, ethnicities is well documented. Uh, he's probably not going to get that. You know, he's, he's, you know, either losing or tied in states where Republicans usually kick ass. Colorado, Nevada. So, you know, he really needed to hit a home run tonight. Uh, and I'll be honest with you, play, putting my MMA judge hat on, I think he came on in the last hour, and I thought he did really good at ripping into Clinton for the emails constantly and for her, in his eyes, failed policies, you know, Libya, Benghazi, although he didn't mention Benghazi too much. Uh, and she kind of looked a little at least for her, deflated. She looked a little tired. I noticed she was sitting a lot. And I'm very surprised uh, Trump didn't bring that up. And, uh, you know, it was probably real tough on her. And this is where you got to give Trump credit, even if you're voting for Clinton, to bring those four girls in from Bill Clinton's past and put them in Hillary's eyesight. And then she's got to look at her husband right below them. That just had to be a distraction to her. But... So in just in the sports world terminology that I so frequently um, use, I would say in my eyes, and I'm not voting for him, not voting for Hillary, I would say Trump got a split decision. But he needed more than that. He needed to knock her out. Um, I would say that he stopped the bleeding. You know, I mean, he lost a lot of Republican... Uh, support this weekend uh you know and it's like the most awkward thing to see mike pence stumping for trump when you know he can't stand the guy i mean how can you after that tape was released sit there and say this should be our next president i mean he's a pig uh, you know and uh it's just such an I don't, I don't think we'll ever see another election like this ever uh you know we are literally living through history 
where we've got, um, you know, a, a, two people who are so divisive to the American public, but Trump is like, he's like a James Bond villain or a pro wrestling heel. Uh, he just, and he seems to relish in it, you know, and I don't think he, he's competitive, but uh, I don't even think he really cares if he wins. You know, I think he just did this for a laugh. You know, I think he just wanted the attention, which he certainly got. And, uh, you know, all that talk about winning and, and you know, all that stuff. You know, I'm sure he wants to win, but I'm sure, you know, he's like a hockey agitator right now at this point. You know, he loves sticking it to the Republicans. Uh, you know, this he's in it for himself. And, uh, you know, I just wish we had a decent candidate on either side that I could believe in, uh, you know, I mean, cause as, as bad as Trump is, you know, Hillary's just as bad, uh, you know, emails, uh, you know, Benghazi, uh, failed policies. Uh, and now we're, looks like we're basically going to get another eight years of Obama and, uh, probably, uh, the happiest person about that is, uh, George Bush uh, Jr. So now he can stop getting blamed for shit. But, uh, you know, I mean, the election's not over. I mean, there is one more debate. You know what? I have a feeling by the time that debate rolls around, there's going to be about eight Donald Trump tapes released. And, you know, I'm sure if you don't think Trump has, uh, you know, 45 Anthony Pelicano's working on his staff, digging up dirt, you know, you're crazy. And for those of you who don't know who Anthony Pelicano is, he was probably the number one uh, private investigator in Hollywood. I mean, if you wanted dirt dug up on someone, he was the guy you used. So I'm sure uh, Trump has uh, got those guys working 24-7. I don't think you're going to find a... Hillary Clinton sex talk uh, tape out there, but uh, you know when you delete thirty three thousand emails, you're hiding something. Acid washed them. I mean, she didn't just hit delete; she like did a Jack Bauer style erase job on them. So uh, I'm sure uh, the WikiLeaks guy is you know holding something, and you know if you don't think uh, it was any accident that Trump sex tape or sex talk tape on the Access Hollywood bus. Uh, it was no accident. It was released two days before the debate. I mean, this is a tape that's been in existence for 11 years. And, uh, gee, two days uh, before the debate, it gets uh, unearthed. Hmm. As Arsenio would say. So, you know, I don't get too political. I'm actually kind of bummed out after this debate. Because I realize this country's had a toilet, you know, with either one of these people, you know. I love how they both on the debate tonight talked about inner city, you know, getting the inner cities better. These two haven't been in an inner city unless they drove by one to get to the airport. You know, you got a billionaire, you think he cares about inner city youth, and you got Hillary Clinton who's like, you know, she ain't a billionaire, but she ain't hurting for cash. 
She's not going to Dwayne Reed's in New York with food stamps. You think she cares about inner city youth? Shh, as Clay Davis from The Wire would say, shit. So, uh, you know, it's a real interesting time. And I think probably the most interesting thing for me the last 48 hours is seeing these female Trump surrogates. Uh, they're unbelievable how they you know, have to stick up for uh, this misogynistic pig. And, you know, they're women. And obviously they're really smart. You know, uh, I, I don't know her last name, but uh, Kaylee, uh, she's always on CNN. And, and Scotty, uh, and a female, uh, Scotty. Uh, I mean, both two, you know, obviously incredibly educated women. And they have to go on CNN every night in that pancake makeup, you know, and, you know, vouch for Trump. I mean, that's got to be the most soul-crushing gig on earth, you know, next to Mike Pence, who has to go out there and give speeches saying, vote for Trump, you know. Uh, and, you know, we'll get talk a little bit about the uh, VP uh, debate, too, because I guess that's... Uh, you know, it was last Tuesday and, uh, you know, between, uh, Mike Pence and, uh, Kane, you know, I thought Pence kicked his ass, you know, uh, Kane came off a little bit of a bully, uh, interrupted, uh, Pence many, many times. And, uh, you know, Pence, you got to give him this. I mean, Kane basically brought up all of Trump's problems and Pence just ignored the questions. He just, went on with his speech and like, you know, Kane would interrupt him, talk about Trump. And it was like, it's almost like Pence was running for president and vice president, you know? Uh, I mean, he stood up for Trump a few times, but, uh, you know, that couldn't have sat well with, uh, Trump, you know, I mean, I think Trump's, uh, first debate, you know, I, I think even he would admit he lost that one by now. I mean, I don't think he got killed, but, I don't think he did great. You know, you can't freestyle these debates. This isn't a groundlings course where you can just improv a debate. I mean, whether you like Hillary Clinton or not, uh, she's a, you know, 30-year politician. She's as polished as you can get. Uh, and, you know, Trump, I think, learned a valuable lesson. Maybe he didn't, uh, that you just can't wing it. And uh, so he was much better tonight. But... You know, it's such an interesting time right now uh, because you've got a Republican Party that is so fractured. Uh, I mean, Trump's not really a traditional Republican, but he needs the traditional Republicans behind the scenes to get in the White House. They hate him. He's dismissive of them. They would probably much rather have Mike Pence. And, uh, you know, I don't know what you do now. I mean, it's too late to switch. And I don't think Trump would ever drop out anyway. Uh, I mean, even if he did, I don't think Pence could beat Hillary at this point. You'd have, you know, 14 million Republicans going, wait a minute, we voted for Trump. We don't even know who the hell Mike Pence is. So uh, they're kind of stuck with Trump. And, uh, you know, he's got to knock her out in that third debate. You know, he's... You know, I'm not sure how he's going to do that, uh, you know, unless he, you know, just fills the uh, auditorium with every girl that Clinton groped, which probably could fill two arenas. But, uh, 
you know, unless Lewinsky is like sitting on stage with him under the podium, probably, if you know what I'm saying. Uh, so it's uh, 30 days left till the election. It's going to be a real barn burner. And, uh, you know, a lot of people uh, kind of give me shit. Because they're like, how can you be so opinionated on this when you're not even going to vote? And my answer to you guys is, I think it's even worse to vote for people you don't actually believe in than to not vote at all. Uh, you know, I wouldn't want either one of these people running the country. But sadly, one of them is. So, uh, you know, it's it's going to be a great... Uh, 30 days, there's going to be breaking news every day, you know, sex tapes leaked, uh, you know, more Bill Clinton stories, which I think is unfair to Hillary. I mean, he ain't running. She is. Um, and it's, you know, I think the dangerous thing for Trump is that there's literally a whole generation of new voters that don't know who uh, Monica Lewinsky is. They don't know the cigar and the stained dress. They don't know you know, Juanita Broderick and Paula Jones and Jennifer Flowers. They have no idea who they are. So you're literally, you know, chopping your nose off to spite your face with these people. And they're the ones who probably could win him the election. And, you know, he's kind of making fun of Hillary, who's basically the battered housewife, if you will. That ain't going to play with women. And he needs their votes the most. Uh, so... You know, he's on a path that uh, is pretty hard to win the presidency uh, with. But, uh, hey, you know, you got to give Trump this. He beat out 16 established politicians, governors, senators. Uh, you kick their ass, to be honest with you. Um, so never say never with Trump. He, You talk about the little engine that could. He's the big engine that might. So I hope you guys like this. And, uh, you know, once again, I don't uh, have uh, too many uh, politic talk podcasts just because it's not really my thing. But this is an election year unlike no other. So uh, I hope you enjoy the Tom Goss episode and the Casey Moran episode that was literally released, uh, you know, 30 minutes ago. Uh, enjoy this one. Uh, this has been Inappropriate Earl giving you his unbiased take. I'm fair and balanced. This this ain't Fox News, baby. This is the real deal. You can uh, find me on uh, Instagram and Twitter at Earl Skakel, E-A-R-L-S-K-A-K-E-L. And this podcast is on SoundCloud and iTunes. Please leave a review on iTunes. Helps the numbers, believe it or not. And uh, we got three podcasts coming up this week. Tuesday night is Dan Nolan who is uh, doing a roast battle that night. So that should be uh, fun to get someone's take on um, their match. It's literally hours away. Wednesday night, uh, we have Lindsay Jennings, um, who is Dan Nolan's roast battle opponent. We're going to get her take of their match after uh, their match. So uh, that's going to be cool. And then uh, a possible third guest this week. And, uh, I'd like to end the podcast on a, a nice non-political note, a shout-out to the legend of Dan Henderson, who uh, lost his fight last night against the Count Michael Bisping in London at UFC 204. Uh, 46 years old, old man Hendo 
gave Bisping all he could handle, knocked him down twice. And uh, Bisping was given the decision. Uh, all three judges voted for Bisping. But I got to be honest with you, if they scored it for Henderson, I wouldn't have been like, no way. Uh, it was a pretty close fight. But uh, Dan Henderson's a legend. And uh, thank you, Mr. Henderson, even though I'm pretty positive you don't listen to this podcast. Uh, thank you for all the years of entertainment. And uh, this has been Inappropriate Earl, over and out.